the very first thing that come to my mind when you ask that is that when done the way the Lord designs things, life is so great. Yeah. Around the world, as promised, a remnant remains who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Remnant Podcast. All right, so we're back again. We're going to try and do a couple's corner and another episode of that. Yeah. We've also started doing the news hour thing that we just recorded with no video, but that'll be, <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll inform you about that later. If, yes. you, if you're interested, you can go to remnantpodcast.net. Yes. Click on it and you'll, you'll kind of see, at least the audio is there. It was good audio. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. We talked about the Asbury revival. It, yeah. was, it was interesting. I yeah. was, I was glad you had researched it out and I was glad to hear of it. Uh, positive news from us as you know as far as i'm concerned okay but i had a question for you for this episode and again you know we kind of like doing it this way so that we can really give raw unedited answers um you've been hosting a homemaking skill set class for over four years now every second monday right um it's a women's only class you provide everything but you you know teachers come in from all over our region uh, we've had master gardeners and herbalist people, all kinds of people come in. Yes. And I just wanted to know, and I imagine eventually many of them will happen across our podcast or whatever and and perhaps tune in. But I wanted to know for you personally, what has been, what's your thoughts on it? What What can you say to that? Like what's your experiences? Maybe what have you learned from it? How has it blessed you and your family? And it's all, you know... Tell me about it. Should we talk about how it started? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Whatever you want to say about it. Okay. So uh, years and I guess it's been six years ago that this happened. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, it's been a, it's been a while back. Um, we were in a small church. It was five years ago. Was it five? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, five years ago, we were in a small church and the pastor stepped down. And so uh, we were without a pastor and the church was sort of deciding what we were going to do on Wednesday nights. And uh, the men were deciding on having a Bible study and the women were trying to figure out what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were all throwing out ideas out and uh, for reasons that <laughs> we can get into on another <laughs> podcast, I guess um, I suggested that as women, what we could do, is some of the elder women teach at that time I was part of the younger crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and uh it was only five years ago. I know, but like you're, I'm you're, in that you're, age. You're, well you're you can you're younger crowd for one more year. <laughs> Once you hit 40, forty, you're no yeah. longer younger crowd. <laughs> okay, well then <laughs> so so yes, I was uh thirty ish, you know. Yeah, he's like thirty four. I was young thirties. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, I was having asking the older women to teach my age group and younger skills that they knew sewing knitting crocheting canning gardening because what i told them then is still true that um people who really know how to do that stuff it's a dying breed yeah i mean that's a terrible way of saying that yeah but i mean i know what you're saying but it's yes it's it's a terrible way of saying i just mean that it's the true knowledge of it to where they're not like let me google it you know Mm -hmm. The ones who grew up doing it or have been doing it for 15 years, you know, 20 years, it's few and far between now. And so 
it's so much different having somebody that you can say, hey, what am I doing wrong here? And they can just hands-on show you, you know, it, it just makes a world of difference when you're trying to learn something. And so I was seeing what they would say about that. And, you know, it's a biblical thing as well, the elder women to teach the younger women. Mm-hmm. And so, because yeah. um, all of these things would help us to be well, keepers at home. To teach, yeah, yeah, to teach the younger women to love, love their, their husbands, yes. to be keepers at home and all that kind of stuff, raising their children. And, and part of being a keeper of the home right. and keeper at home would be able to do homemaking things. Exactly. And yeah. so that was what I asked, you know, or suggested. Um, and the women, the elder women, they're totally understandable, but, uh, none of them were felt real confident enough. They were like, well, this is just how I do it, you know? And I don't know if that's the right way. And I don't, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't feel comfortable to, to teach a whole, you know, group of people, but that's a, I still tell people this to this day because we do have, it's a class for women taught by women Mm -hmm. and I you yeah, get, I get oh. kicked out every single Monday. <laughs> well, that's I, what I, I sit out in the cold. I sit out in the rain. Oh, and, uh, listen. He, <laughs> that's my look, account. <laughs> is that, it's not that bad. No, it's, it's not. not that it's bad. It's not. But uh, you, you do. I was going to get into that. <laughs> I really was. I was going to get into that because it really does take a lot from you, you know. Goodness. It's an invasion of... We live in Alabama, man. If you don't... I mean... We have the an invasion bugs of this year. bugs. It's insane. Not just this year. It's been like three years running. I'm wondering if there ain't some grand conspiracy behind this, but that's a <laughs> different know. episode. Yeah, that's So cool. carry on. So the, so, yeah. so anyway, yes, uh, women still say that when I ask them about volunteering to teach or something like that, but the truth of the matter is how they've been doing it, that's exactly what I want them to teach because that's what works you know Mm -hmm. that's not we don't need textbook we need what you do you know yeah and so um so anyways it didn't go over there but you and i talked about it and you were like we were building a house right close to that time of you know it wasn't right then but it's real shortly after yeah. yeah shortly after and you said something you were like you know we could do that here at the house we have a great setup for it and it was like a new thought for me, and I thought, you know, we really could, and so we did. Yeah, you took it and ran with it, and did an awesome yeah. job too, by the way. But well, only yeah. I mean, well, no, it's, it was um, your, your encouragement, one hundred percent. I mean, I had, I, I just gave you the freedom to do it, but you, you know, you <laughs> went with it, and it. I, I, I tell people all the time now. There's no doubt in my mind that God has blessed your efforts and the class and the people that too. come and. I mean, it has just been a huge success by any standard of success that we had in mind. Yes, I I still remember the very first thing that I, like a tangible thing that I had, it meant so much to me. It was our, it was at the, we always have an end of the year party. Um, So December is never Mm -hmm. a class, it's just a party. And so um, that first year, the first end of the year party, a family, it was a, a mom and she had three daughters. They homeschooled and they used the homemaking skill set classes every month as part of their homeschool curriculum. Mm-hmm. And um, so at the party, they brought a gift for me and uh, I opened it up and it was a quilt. January that of that year, our very first class was quilting and they learned how to quilt. And That's they awesome. had spent that year quilting a, a, a quilt for me mm-hmm. 
as a thank you for teaching, yeah, for awesome. offering a class that taught them. I, I didn't teach them how to quilt, but I had a class at our home that taught them. And I still have that. Mm. And it was, it, it meant so much and still does. It, I kept that in the note that they wrote. It, it just touched my heart so much. Mm-hmm. And um, there are several things through the years that have really stood out to me. And another one was a class that we had that was teaching sewing. We were using sewing machines and we had table, a table very similar to this one and sewing machines all over them. And there was a woman, I think she was in her fifties sitting there sewing on this sewing machine. And there was a little girl about 10 years old next to her sewing on the sewing machine. And I snapped their picture because for both of them, it was their very first time using a sewing machine. Yeah, that's so cool. It was so yeah, neat. Yeah. It was so neat. Yeah, when we reflect back on different things that have happened, because yes. you don't you don't necessarily each in the moment maybe it doesn't stand out so much, but collectively when you look at it as a whole, that's really kind of what I mean by mm-hmm. God has blessed it. When I when I I look back sometimes at through your Facebook and stuff like, cause just today I shared your Facebook with a guy right. that I met and invited to church. And I just kind of scrolled through there seeing like, what are they going to see? And I can't help but see a, um, the ladies that come are from all walks of life. Right. Um, but there's real fellowship that happens. In yes. there. It's obvious there's laughing, there's smiles, there's pats on the back. People are learning something together. That's, and also, just as a, kind of like a rabbit trail here, but I thought about the word homemaking. It, yes, it, like a home has to, it has to be made. It, right. A home doesn't just appear, you know. And if there was nothing but men in the world, there really wouldn't be homes. There'd be shelters, right? You know, but a home is different than a right, house. That's right. It's I'm different than a saying. shelter. It's it's not just the tangible, but it's also what you feel. It's right. A and, home has quilts and like handmade yes. quilts and things that's been crocheted or even candles that's been made or soaps. Yes. I mean, y'all have y'all done all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, like now it's kind of like we have a collection of craft equipment. It's like a woman's dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to build I a room it. into the attic. <laughs> Listen, you tried to say this like in a funny uh, complaining way the other day, but you made the mistake of doing that at the homemaking oh, class yeah. and all totally the women lost. were on. Yeah, you totally <laughs> lost that one. They yeah, were all totally like, yeah, lost. of course she needs a whole room for this. Yeah. Well, I love looking back at the stuff that has it's been an enrichment to us and our family. And like I said, yes. seeing all the, the, the ladies, there's like a core group that comes all the time, but then you also have new people constantly. Yes. I'm going to say just about every class for over four straight years now has had new, new people. Oh, absolutely. And most of the time you probably average 30 people or more. And then outside something that you don't get to see a lot is there's almost always at least 20 to 25 kids outside. I mean, that yes. may sound like no way, but I'm telling you it's the case. Cause these mm-hmm. women, a lot of these women bring their kids mm-hmm. And I mean, sometimes there's more kids outside than there are women inside. I have seen it where there was over 50 kids outside and me, (laughs) you know, uh, trying to hold down the fort here with all the kids got to use the bathroom and everything, you know? Um, but what I have seen outside, I I just was talking to our friend Alan about this, the last class, cause he came and sat out there with me just to be with me. Thank you, Alan. Um, (laughs) but a lot of these kids have been coming for four years now. And so when I first met them, they was six. 
Right. Now they're 10. Right. And the ones that were 10 are now 14 or, or so on and so forth. And it was like, these kids are kind of growing up together by mm-hmm. proxy through this class sometimes. Sometimes this class is the only time they get to see each other, this once a month. Right. But they get here and for the kids. They look forward to it so much. I, I can promise you this because I know how kids are in their memories and their hearts and stuff. And they'll always remember the times that they was out there because yes. we set up lights for them. We, right. put a, we, put, we build a fire when it's cold or whatever. Volleyball court. Yeah, they'll the, remember this stuff. So even not just the women that has been has benefited and been blessed to some extent by all the fellowship and friends that they have met, the kids too. Right. So it has been really awesome. But anyway, uh, go on with some more of your thoughts. You know, like different experiences, and you know what what have you learned from this? Oh my goodness! The very first thing that come to my mind when you ask that is that when done. The way the Lord designs things, life is so great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is so uh, great. I mean, so we have a verse. I say we. It's the verse that I always, I do it maybe once or twice a year. I don't, I don't, you know, take an opportunity. I don't want it to come across as like a, it's not a Bible study when people come. It's not right. a, uh, a, a, christian motivational group it's the i really believe that a light is shined through just what we're doing Mm. you know and obviously we have bible verses all over our wall when people talk to me i talk to them about you know i've probably invited every person at some point to church you know Mm -hmm. but like in a very casual you know not forced way you know Mm -hmm. Uh, because like you said it's like a group of women that coming over, it's like, we're all friends, Mm. you know? And so it's, um, it's been wonderful, but anyway, yeah. What first comes to my mind is that Titus chapter two about how elder women are to teach the younger women. And that's really a calling in a lot of ways. Um, it's a, it's a calling. And so when you're doing what God calls you to do or puts you know in your path it's it's easy Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways i'm not saying you know Mm -hmm. obviously there's work to be done and all that stuff but but it's something that you want to do it's something you enjoy it's something you look forward to it's something that you would miss if you didn't have it or do it and um and you'll flourish in it Mm -hmm. you know and so it's enjoyable i really believe that I can support that it's biblical. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just when, it, when you do what is right, God designed things so great is what it makes me think <laughs> of. It's just, his design is so mm-hmm. great. And so that's the first thing I, that I have learned. Um, and another thing I have learned is so that you can be happy is I did learn to crochet. <laughs> it's not just a, closet full of crochet hooks i actually know how to use well, them good. okay so yeah. uh, an embroider and we won't and... tell what happened behind the scenes an hour ago when you finally <laughs> sewed a sweater that's been waiting for a year but i knew how to do it right actually i did and just so... tell it <laughs> yeah. but no yeah, but i have actually it. learned several new skills um, i've learned things that i would like to learn more of and i've learned things that i after t- going through the class that i know that i i'm not gonna ever do that you know right. but it's it's really neat. And probably the thing that I take a lot of pride in is I 
when I can't do something, I know somebody who can. Yeah. Or I know awesome. somebody who can yeah. teach me. And I have without I don't I had I didn't try to and I didn't it's uh it's not something that I was, you know, striving for, but I have become sort of like the middleman for I, I can't tell you how many times I get text messages from somebody and saying, Hey, do you know somebody I'm sure you know somebody who can help me with herbs or I've really wanted to learn how to sew. Mm-hmm. Do you can you point me to somebody because it's just sort of I've become sort of somebody that people think, well, she probably knows somebody when it comes to this category of things. And so um and I love that, you know. I love being able to feel like I helped people to yeah. to get you know, here and, and get there. when you when you opened up talking about it and I I, I totally get why you was reluctant and you don't say what i'm about to say we don't call it a ministry that's kind of what she's getting at this is not a ministry but part of the reason we didn't call it that is because nowadays everybody wants to call everything a ministry (laughs) because they think if they tag the word ministry to it that that somehow exalts what they're doing and it's it's a ministry right and so you never had that attitude about it whatsoever Mm -hmm. however at the end of the day, what you're doing truly is a, a the word ministry just means service, right. it, you know, and the minister means a servant. Right. And I will say, and I know all the ladies who have participated in this, that's how they see you at this point. You have, you have been a servant to them in a lot of ways. And now, like you said, they call upon you for a lot of different things. And, you know, the fact that you take a joy in it and you don't really even think about it as a ministry because you're not trying to exalt it or whatever. But yet, like you said, one of the things you love about it is that you have kind of become a, a, a middleman, but it's a service, you know, you're, right. you're, you're providing a service, but you know, I understand we don't call it a ministry because we're not trying to exalt it or nothing. It really was done out of, well, just your heart's desire. It's what you wanted to do. It wasn't yeah. like you felt like necessarily God had just laid this great thing on your heart, and we've never tried to paint it in that way. But ultimately, what you have done is a women's ministry, a service thing, you know. And I, I really think that's awesome. I also know that, you know, I can say this because I see what happens before and after and everything. But to me, and I'm going to quit bragging on you in just a second. So oh, your head your don't mess <laughs> To <laughs> me... One of the greatest things is that you don't even count the cost. You don't think about it. And even if there has been something that has happened at times that kind of makes you think like, well, I wish I, you know, I wish I didn't have to do that or whatever. You say it in such a way that it, when people show up, they see that this is really just your heart's in it, you know, and you, we, we have tried to provide everything for free for four years, everything that we can. And the ladies have contributed in great ways through the years and stuff. So I'm not taking away from that. But, you know, just to brag on you, what you've done and the behind-the-scenes stuff, even, okay, so back in January, you had a lady cancel on you kind of last minute. A good woman. She came back and did another class. Mm. But I was like, just cancel. Just cancel the show. You know, cancel the class. They'll understand. But you, the only reason, or the ultimate reason, you pushed through and you just kind of came up with, well, I'll, I'll come up with something to do. I'll, 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 you know, we'll learn to make, you know, brown sugar and mayonnaise and whatever, all, all kinds of things that may be unique. And you, you basically last minute scrambled to hold it together and have a class was honestly for the sake of the people that had already said they was going to come. You didn't want to have to say I'll cancel. And you were very tired that day. I remember, <laughs> you know, and it was a lot of last minute scrambling and you did the best that you could with it and really pulled off 
um, it'll, um, it'll be a memorable class for some, I'm sure. And, you know, it's just a positive, uh, overall positive sign. Four years into it and your heart's still in it, you know, and the Lord has blessed you through it and blessed the class. And I know for a fact that people that come have been blessed by it and they have, you, I mean, again, it's like when you look at the collective picture, basically almost nobody really knew each other when they first started coming but now you can look on facebook and oh they're all commenting on each yeah they're commenting on each other's posts and oh somebody's moving oh we're so sad we're gonna throw a going away party and this that and the other and there has a network been built around it and so yeah i'm super proud of you i'm thankful for it i hope that we keep doing it even though you know when it comes time i'll complain (laughs) Well, no, that's what I was going to say is honestly, before I ever started saying a single word, I don't want you, I, I feel like, don't brag no, no, me, no, no, please. really though, really <laughs> no. though, because you really, I make it, hard it takes you, a lot from you. Okay. You know, I'm a sis when it comes to being cold yeah. and you sit out there in January <laughs> and December yeah. and November. Yeah, but that, I mean, honestly, it's not asking much, man. So no, no it brag is. on me. But I'm, I'm I'm thankful that we do it, and I wanted to give you a chance. And I, I stole your thunder. I, I started talking again, so I'd like to hear you say no. more about it. And no, if it runs was, long, we can. That was great. I mean, it's it's been an incredible blessing. What would you say to maybe find a way to wrap it up? If you want to wrap it up, what would you say to a person who is maybe thinking about doing something like that, what kind of advice would you give them? I don't just mean encourage them. Oh, yes, do it. It'll be, but I mean, like, what kind of advice would you give them? What have you learned to say, you know, maybe this is probably the way I'd go about it or don't do this or make sure you do that? Actually, about two weeks ago, a lady called me up asking me exactly that. And uh, one thing that was very encouraging to me is she premised it by saying, um, how much the classes had been really helpful to her because she had recently lost her brother Mm. who she took care of daily. And, um, she was just sort of struggling with depression a little bit, but it was like, she looked so forward to coming to the classes. She came with her best friend when they would come and, um, to see her out here, you'd never know that she was struggling with being down, you know, but it was just, she, she's just sad, you mm-hmm. know, her brother. Understandably. Yes, absolutely. And so, um, she just really, that was very encouraging. And, um, so she was saying that she sort of wanted to maybe do something at her home, you know, so that she could have something twice a month, you know, once here and once there. And, um, she was asking what is some advice that I would give her to do. And she lives, you know, about 30 minutes away. And, um, anyways, so I told her, I was like, I'm absolutely more than happy to help, you know? And, uh, so what I told her was probably one of the most important things I learned is to have your schedule planned out. Don't try and do it on the fly. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of these things, I should have said, well, my husband said this and he was right. <laughs> no, <it's okay. laughs> because it, you were right. I mean, you you really are amazing at the <laughs> Really, let's not talk no, about No, really <laughs> though. I mean, it's not like I just I we've said this many times, but like you are incredible at sort of the big picture, seeing what needs to be done. You're, you know, the manager in an incredible way. That's a very big skill, you know. 
Uh, but we I compliment, compliment you other, yes. because I can't manage, but you give me a task and it's like, yeah, oh, I, I, I can, can do that. I can kind of see how, like, the way to do it, but I'll never do it. I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll, I won't do it. But you'll, you'll <laughs> but do it. Like, if somebody would do it, that <laughs> would be great. If somebody would do it, this would be how it should be done. And you're that person. And I'm that person. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, so together it works. Yeah, so and have so. your schedule made ahead of time. Yes. And, yeah. Don't do it, you know, on the fly. And then the other thing in regards to the schedule is keep it you know don't you want people to know that this class is going to happen rain shine Mm -hmm. whatever the only reason it doesn't happen for us is every january i move it back one week so we can watch alabama yeah because alabama is so awesome (laughs) Most of the time it's Alabama. <laughs> and that's, well, I was going to say that's for my sake, but honestly, you're just as big of a football fan as oh, I am. Oh, yes. Probably bigger. Yeah, right. Yeah, we so we can class, watch college yeah. football. And people get it. They know that about you Around now. And they're, here, like, yeah. they're like, well, we weren't going to come anyway because yeah. we were going to be watching yeah, college watching. football. Yeah. And so, yes. But um, so keep the schedule. You don't want people to think, well, I th- we may have it this month. We may not. You want them to know it's going to be happening. Um, and then the other thing was... Um, reach out to friends and ask them if they've got friends you your teachers you well you you need them to volunteer you know Mm -hmm. it has to be you know i don't know maybe she's got a lot more money or whatever but and it's not that such a big factor but uh but if your teachers can volunteer you know then just let them know that they you just need a couple hours of their time Mm -hmm. and their education you know just to teach and it's actually a lot easier than you'd think because you may not know somebody, but you probably have friends that know somebody. Um, and having, to me, it seems having teachers that volunteer is a blessing in another way too, because they, they come wanting to. Yes. They take pride in what they what they're going to teach enough that they to them the payment is getting to show other people absolutely something that they know how to do. Yes, if you've got a teacher who's volunteering. She, she is doing it out of the joy. Correct. Yes, and she brings that with her. Absolutely, it's not like a business model thing. And not, not that it would be wrong to. Pay. I mean, we've tried to pay people at times, or like right. not necessarily pay, but like donate to them or whatever. Right. But yeah, I think having volunteer teachers was a, a good move. That was big. Yeah. Yes, and uh, and I think that the another thing was another call from you early on. When we first started, people, you said, make the classes free. Make mm-hmm. them 100% free to whoever wants to come. And I had a lot of people advise me when I would talk about the classes that we were going to be starting. They would say, for your sake, charge mm-hmm. $5. I mean, something minimal. But that way, because where people put their money, they're going to be more likely to show up. You know, mm-hmm. they'll, or, you know. If they RSVP, they'll come. Um, but we just decided that we were just going to do it for free. And um, that, I really believe, made a big difference in not just the turnout, but the feel of the class. It, mm-hmm. it made it what it is, friends getting together, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, human nature, we're humans, and so we can't help it. And human nature would cause people to kind of be like yeah well you know she made a lot of money tonight or she's trying to make money or whatever and because that was not in your heart at all even though people were saying no no even if you don't want to make money charge just because this it makes them feel like it's a more legitimate thing we still was like no we don't even want any chance of people thinking that we're doing this for money because it never was right never was about money no 
So yeah, I think that was good advice to her too. Is don't just if you can help it, don't right. charge any money. Right. If people want to donate to you, that's great. But. Right. Yeah, and so um, that was pretty much. Those are the most important things, you know. One last thing that comes to my mind. I just think you know. I don't know. It seems <laughs> to me like I think that it helps, but it's probably it's not the easiest, you know. And that is to. Be as laid back as you can as the hostess. Yeah. Because that is something that you did learn by experience. I had to learn because if you remember the very and that first. That was my fault. Well, no, no. Yeah, I it mean, was my fault. I was like, what? Because it was muddy. January, the very first class of January is mud season here. Yeah. And four years ago, I still was kind yep. of a bit of a clean freak. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were like, we didn't have nine five less kids. kids yet. Yeah, yeah. And so the, we saw a glimmer of hope when it comes to cleanliness in our house. Yes. But I'm just joking. But. Really, though, I remember the first month or two, we put a sign up at the door saying, please take your shoes off when you come in, you know, and all that Which stuff. Which, if you have carpet, I would still say, you know, you got to practice that. But we have wood floor out there in that big right, room, and it right. was okay. And It was yeah. okay. And we, yeah, and probably it, left a bad impression of people. Well, on people, no, I don't know. Everybody, you know, they understood, but because that's, I don't know, that that's how a lot of people are around here anyway. You take your mm-hmm. shoes off when you get in there, go in their house. But, um I learned very quickly that, especially because, you know, after the class is over, everybody that's outside comes inside and we all eat and sort of socialize and fellowship. And so it, there's not really, even if you have people take the shoes off in the first hour, yeah, it doesn't last. But anyway, but that's the point is that it really, um, people are a lot more laid back and relaxed when the hostess is relaxed. And so if you can at all help that, um, yes, uh, yes. I learned that with church also, you know, right. we have church here in our house and by the grace of God, just, we built a big room in the middle of our house. <laughs> I never know we was going to do any of this stuff. We right, built like yeah. a 16, 1700 square foot room right in the middle of the house. Yes. And when we first started having church here, I was like, you know, policing everything, you know, hey, well, it's your, your natural. Kid, it's like microphone. You know. your kids over there banging on my piano, you know, and they can see the intensity of <laughs> Well, You're like it's okay. <laughs> yeah, four years later, I was like, whatever. You know, piano breaks, so what? You know, right? And if you can enjoy at all... your time here, that's what's more important. Yeah. And honestly, about by the grace of God, I was able to. I, I'm pretty much relaxed now. Right. You know, I don't it, stuff don't really bother me. You know, it's like whatever. Yes. Yeah. We'll replace it. Right. You know, we'll put a new floor down one day or whatever. It's no big deal. Right. So, oh well. well yeah. Anything else you want to add to? No, it? that was it. That's it. But if you can do it, do it. Yeah, if you can do it. It's a blessing. Yeah. And I'm sure having a, well, if they are married, having their husband behind them to see the big picture would be helpful. Definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, and if they wanted to, you would, I'm sure, even if it's just, I mean, this may be somebody in another country, you know, that emails you or something. So send an email. Ask Katrina. You can help them. You'd be willing to help anybody out. Give them advice on getting going or whatever. You can email us through the website. uh or it's, it's remnantpodcast at outlook.com. But yeah, anybody wants to do anything like that and you got a question, shoot us an email. Yeah. And I'll then also, since, uh, you know, we brought it up, we do have a website. Right. We're still building it and it's still getting tweaked, but it's remnantpodcast.net. And now here's why I, we don't get any money for people going to the website. So right. don't think that. I'm t- literally telling you this for your own, for your convenience sake to the listener or to the viewer. 
the reason I would recommend going to the website is because, first of all, there's more content available there mm-hmm. than what we have on any one certain platform. Also, when you go to the website, you can choose audio version only. You can download it. It, you can, it links you to other things. And um, Odyssey is an app that I, I've been pushing lately over Google Tube just because <laughs> of censorship. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Well, Odyssey lets you play the video and turn your phone off and stick it in your pocket and you can listen to headphones while you're working. You don't have to sit there and watch or whatever. And a lot less censorship. That's that, that okay. So ultimately that's what I was gonna get at. Is I you know, we're closing out here, but I have followed several podcasts over the last few years and I've seen every one of them get kicked off of YouTube. And if we do end up getting kicked off of some platform, go to our website. We're still we're still gonna be doing this. My yeah. my your plan and my plan is to do this as long as the Lord allows us or something comes up that really hinders yeah. us. So we plan to do this for years to come. So make it a habit of just accessing it through the website. Yeah. Like I said, we don't get any, there's no monetary benefit to us whatsoever by clicking on the website. Right. It's just so that you can always find us. Because if we get kicked off of one platform, we'll put it on a different one. Yes. So remnantpodcast.net. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs>